Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's really Thursday in my world, but I'm not going to release this until Friday, May 7th. And uh, so whenever you get this, uh, I wish you every good and uh, and and uh, just filled with uh, God's light and goodness. As we continue, my friends, to celebrate Easter, right? To celebrate the resurrected Christ in our midst. How good is that? How good is that? Uh, we are going to continue uh, through John chapter 15 today. Uh, we, uh, we began on Wednesday, did the uh, vine and the branches. We did the super short 9 through 11, 15, 9 through 11 yesterday. And uh, today we'll pick up with ch- verse 12. So chapter 15 Verses 12 to 17, if you wish to uh, grab scripture and read along with me. Uh, That is what we're going to break open today. So let's do that, okay? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So before we kind of break this open, you can certainly hear again that same pattern, which makes sense. Of course, this is verse or chapter 15. You know, it's not like Jesus uh, spoke to the disciples in, in fragments and and Wednesday is one fragment, and yesterday another, and today another. I mean, that whole idea uh, of, uh, of remaining in Christ, again, it is still there and appointed you to go bear fruit that will remain, right? We talked about that. That's, we got we to gotta remain in Christ. That's the only way anything that we do is going to remain, because if we are doing things of our own agenda, it is going to wither and die, because the, the one who gives life of course, is not the, the center of it. And, and we cannot give life to anything. There's only one that can do that. Um, and he talks about, again, it was not you who chose me. I love that. We talked about that earlier this week too, right? I think that was Monday or Tuesday. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. That you, my friends, I, in God's grace and goodness, from before time, uh, we were chosen we were chosen in Christ. But, but lest our chests, you know, puff out and our egos grow, we are not chosen based on our goodness. We are not chosen based on, on anything we have done uh, or anything we could do. Remember that story I gave yesterday about the one doll who was the the ugliest, the one that was most torn apart, the one most in need of love. That was the one the girl chose to show grandmother and say, this is the one I love the most because it needs the love the most. You know, I I think of Bishop Barron 
in that series on Catholicism that he did. And if you've not seen it, it's a marvelous series. It's a, uh, gosh, eight or a 10 uh, video series. But in one of them, it, it talks about the four pillars or the four points of the church, that we are one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. And, and he talks about holy, and, and we can easily trip up on that because we look at the church and we think we are anything but holy in our 2,000-year in our history. I mean, we can check things off, boom, 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 which we have not been holy or lived in a holy manner. And Bishop Barron, he, he, he accedes the point. He, he says, listen, that's, that's, that's true. He says, but here's the point. It is not we who create our holiness. It is God in loving us who gives us holiness. We are holy not because of us, but because of God's action. And that is so good, right? And, and that same idea here, uh, we are chosen not from our own action, but from God's. It is grace upon grace upon grace, my friends. So just a couple points I think I want to I make today. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. In John's gospel, this is the only command he gives. Um, love one another as I have loved you. Let me ask you a question. How can we be commanded to love? Is it possible? Can we be commanded to love? I think the answer, of course, is yes, because Jesus is not going to command us or invite us to do anything other than what we could do. But I think our, our culture, our, our modern-day people will look at love differently. And to the extent, brothers and sisters, that you and I fall into that, and, and again, maybe we don't do that or maybe on our lesser days we do. But to the extent that we allow our mind to be formed by the culture which looks at love as an emotion, that makes no sense. Because how can we be commanded to feel anything? Feelings just are. Feelings come and go based on the situation around us and what we're, what we're going through at the time, and, and, and they present themselves to us. We cannot be commanded. Jesus did not say, this is my commandment. Feel sadness. This I command you. Feel melancholy. This I command you. Feel happy. I mean, I, it, it, it drives me crazy when people, you know, come up to me and say, hey, put a smile on your face. Be happy. Don't you understand? This is great. Excuse me. How can you command me to feel anything? Maybe you point out that all is gift, and that's true. And you remind me that, that everything that is going on here is, is because of God's grace. And I remember, and you reestablish me from my exile into, into that presence of Christ. And I remember, remember we have to be people of memory. I remember that God is so good and that God, regardless of what happens to me, that God is good to me, and that brings me joy. Maybe that's the way to approach it, but don't command me to do anything that's a feeling because I can't be commanded to feel. All I'm going to do is feel shame based on that because I don't feel the same thing. Well, clearly that's Christ here. He's not commanding us to feel anything. He's commanding us to love. 
And love is not a feeling. It is a decision. I used that example yesterday of Maximilian Colby. The best example should have saved it for today. Didn't know what gospel was today. So, uh, so there you go. But uh, that's, that's what love looks like. It's a decision. One, that Maximilian, over time, had sharpened himself. He had used those tools we talked about in the tool bag. He had made sure he was not in exile. He had made sure that he was ready for the moment. And when the moment presented itself, he presented himself to God on behalf of that person, that family man. It is, a, it is a, all those little deaths along the way that lead to whatever big death and that again, my friends, yeah, and so there are, there are moral decisions we make along the way. So never hear that morality is not important. It's incredibly important. But we only come to that through the one to whom we remain in. If it is going to be fruit that will remain, and everybody would look at Maximilian Colby and say that's fruit that remains, not only in the person because that man lived throughout the rest of the war and was reunited with his family and his children, and, and their progeny are fruit that remain. But we look at that and say, I know life and I know God and I know love when I see it. And that's what it looks like. Jesus said, commands us, love one another as I have loved you. What did that love look like? Well, he says it in the next verse. No, no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Remember how I said it's all these little deaths, these little deaths, these little deaths. You know, I think of Matthew 25, you know, um, and, and it's that marvelous uh, sheep and goats, right? That Jesus says, okay, the sheep on the right, the goats on the left, you know, you on my right, come in and, and, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to drink or to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was ill and in prison and you visited me. Those were all little deaths. I'm sure they had plenty of other things to do or plenty of places for that food and drink to go to. But those little deaths, and they didn't know they were serving God. They didn't know, you know, and say, oh, you know, I'm loving you and so I'm doing this. That was who they are. And those little deaths make up everything. In fact, maybe that's what our life is. There's a whole lot of little deaths in order to prepare us for the big death. Capital B, capital D. I think that's what Maximilian did. And I think that's what we're invited to. And maybe in our prayer, maybe in my prayer, I don't want to tell you what to pray for, but maybe in my prayer, I have to pray, Lord, give me the eyes to see who's in need around me so I can say yes to them. Because too often in my life, my eyes focus inwardly. Lord, give me the eyes to see and the ears to hear uh, those people who are crying out in need all around me, who are those Lazaruses at my doorstep who I don't see. And how can I die to myself? Last thing I want to say, I love that image. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends. That's so good, isn't it? A slave, brothers and sisters, is someone 
who is shackled, someone who has to do, who has no free will about that which they are invited to do. And I guess I, I don't know, I, I think I love this for a lot of reasons. I love this for the intimacy. I love it because it reminds me of my mother. And, uh, and when uh, I remember a priest back in Osceola, Wisconsin, used this, uh, this line, friends, in the, uh, in the Eucharistic prayer. And I remember, remember my mom commenting on it. And so it reminds me of her. But that intimacy of friendship between Jesus and the Twelve. You know, again, that, that image of uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved laying his head on the chest of Jesus. But, but what I also love about it is it shows the vulnerability and the risk-taking nature of God. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a parent, and I don't know that I have the same risk-taking nature and vulnerability of God. God is inviting us uh, and, and into, into a full free will here. He could have easily made us slaves. And, and we would have been slaves to doing the right and doing the good. And, and sin would not have been a part of this world, but we would not have had free will in the midst of it. But God risked all of that. He risks us making poor decisions that will hurt others every day. He risks it in order that we may make the right decision and that we may uh, die to our own whatever's going on in order that those other people may live. That's an incredible risk-taking adventure. May we be as risky with our loved ones as he is with us and give them the freedom they, um, I don't know if I want to say deserve, need, the freedom with which they have been imbued by God. I guess I don't want to take that away from them uh, because if I'm going to be in the image of God, I have to give that to them too. Brothers and sisters, we are the friends of Christ. We have been chosen for that friendship. And uh, we are commanded to love. Not as the world loves, but as our God did, as he showed us in small and in big ways. May we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear those who are in need, and may we have the courage of Maximilian Kolbe that when we see it presented and we hear it presented to ourselves, that we may have the courage to take the step and say, yes, now is the time. Let's pray. And so again, let's just bring all of our intentions and, and place them in the one in whose arms we can trust. And we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, the fifth glorious mystery, the crowning, Mary is crowned, Queen of Heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thanks for being with me this week and breaking open God's word. Bless you. Have the best weekend. And I will see you again when we are back together on Monday. God's peace.